Hello, and welcome to Carter Cast, an Agent Carter podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nari, and today we're discussing episode four of Agent Carter entitled The Blitzkrieg. Is that what it was called? Yeah, Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg button. I apologize. Yeah, so if you're new to us, basically our format is that we pump these ones right out after the episodes. We do pros and cons of what we think of the episode, and we grade it overall. Uh, how would you grade episode four of Agent Carter? I would give it a B plus. Yeah, I think. Yeah. What about you? I'm thinking B B plus. For me, it it was definitely a solid episode. It had a lot of good character moments for me, but I also think that like overall, it was a little bit slower than some of the other ones. And since we're like now halfway through the miniseries, I'm kind of like I don't really know where this is going. So if and, it was like a 22 episode season, then you would be per- you'd probably give it yeah, a higher grade. Yes, I definitely would. I because I, I thought there were a lot of like little hints and things in this episode, and I was like, if this was a 22 episode season, this would be great. But this is episode four of eight, and I don't know who the main villain is. I don't know what the overarching plot is really anymore. So it, I do. I'm excited for next week to see you know how what, what the next step is. I'm excited for the Halloween t- Commandos too. But, yeah, it was totally a solid episode. Very good character stuff. What stuff did you like about it? Uh, I liked Stanley's cameo. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't write that down. Yeah, it was really fun. Just because it's always, like, it's fun to see. And this is the first time it's been a TV show, right? I'm trying to remember. I don't think he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, it's interesting. I like. I think there was a lot more character development in this episode. Yeah, definitely. I actually, like, I don't know. Agent Thompson was... Like, he's still kind of a dick. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like, like I feel bad. Like, I, I understood or, like... He seems more human to me now, and I yeah, like that. He seems yeah. more human. And, like, when he was listening to Sousa's, like, story... Yeah. And I know, like, he was like, I you know, I'd clap for you, but I don't know yeah. if, you know, if you... Though he said that, I still kind of felt like he felt bad. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. And he did, he did at least, you know, end up helping him in the end, and he did... Congrat! Like say like you found something that others would have missed. So I thought that that was pretty legitimate. He is like pretty good at his job. He's a, he's you know makes everybody work hard and he cares about what he's doing. So I'll give him that. And I think the thing about that he says to Peggy, where he's basically like, no one's ever gonna treat you on the same level. I don't even think he's doing that like to be mean, as much as like he's just that's how he is. And like that, this what he believes in. He's so so he's not something that I sympathize with necessarily, but he's someone that I get. And he's not like evil. He's not evil. I think yeah. he's just it's the time period. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of evil things in a time period, yeah. so I don't want to give that as an excuse. <laughs> but I feel like it was just I don't know. I liked Agent Thompson more this episode. Yeah, I think Souza in general got some really good stuff. Um, I think his whole, yeah his whole little speech thing about you know everybody clapping for him was a really nice little character moment, um, and he seems like he's actually putting some pieces together possibly about Peggy. Yeah, no, I, and I think he's gonna figure it out, but then because he likes her or something is gonna like. I don't see. I don't know if that because I'm wondering with when he figures it out if if that will sort of I could see it at least for a little while. I can see him. I can see him figuring it out, but telling agent carter about it Mm. like not uh, i feel like his first reaction will be to feel really betrayed and really hurt and then eventually he'll like understand what happened no he will be betrayed here but i'm saying he won't go to like his supervisor and be like oh i found this information he's gonna go and tell her that yeah he's gonna be like look this is what i found like what the hell Mm -hmm. i also did appreciate that he got he got a little bit of an action moment showing that he's still capable despite his handicap which i enjoyed 
when he took down the homeless guy. Yeah, no, yeah. that was good. I, I, I really that, liked that. That was nice. Um, while we're on the subject, I'm going to throw in just that I wasn't a huge fan of the homeless guy in general. And, I mean, I'm not saying that people like this don't exist, but it, it is, like, the super stereotypical homeless guy. Yeah, well, guess, I read your comment, Dan, and yeah. you're right. Yes. But at the same time, where did that stereotype come from? From, like, the 1940s. So he's actually, like, that's the stereotypical because that's kind of where, like, people came back from the war. It's, like, the first time people came back from the war. And, like, there were no, like, exactly what the guy was saying, there were no jobs. And, like, yeah. that is the stereotypical because that's when that time that that started happening so yeah i just it didn't really it just felt a little too on the nose to me i i know that yes i'm not saying it doesn't exist but no but i'm saying at that time that's all that existed like the homeless people today and homeless people back then were i don't i don't want to say all that existed but that was like the majority of people that's they're all they were all alcoholics no they weren't all alcoholics. but when (laughs) you go to uh, there's i don't know World War Two was a different war than any war that we fought in. Yeah. So when you think of like, I know we're in a lot of, I don't want to get into politics, but like we're in a lot of wars right now, but yeah. World War Two was a life changing war. I mean, yeah. the rea- I don't know. I can't explain it, it but make for me, me, that wasn't stereotypical. It did make me wa- wonder, I mean, because, okay, so you could, like, I, you, you can definitely say like it's not that negative because it's also showing number of veterans that did succeed. It did make me want to know. How did Souza end up in the position he did, you know, with that injury? How did he manage well, to And I think we will find out. That? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that it's like a, as a negative, but I think it's interesting. I, I, it made me, made me want to wanna get more of that. So, so, actually, that reminds me of something. So, yeah. in Captain America 2, when Steve Rogers goes to visit Carter, yeah, and Carter says, you know, I was married... And they like, and then he she mentioned that the guy she married was someone that you know he saved. Remember mm. when he went and he saved them all? Yeah. During the war, so they keep on talking about how Souza was like in the war and stuff. So I wonder if he was one of the people that was saved by Captain America. That's, and a, good, what, that's a good question. That's interesting. Yeah. Because they keep on mentioning how he was a veteran and all these things. Yeah. And then they talk about how Carter's husband was a veteran, not only just a veteran, but like. Yeah. You know, was saved by Captain. So I wonder if they're going to eventually make that connection. And once they do, I feel like everyone will know that's mm-hmm. like her future husband. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. I completely forgot about that. Um, I like. So what do you think about the general twist about um, Dottie being, you know, sort of a double agent and the fact that she takes down that bald guy with the crazy gun? I mean, it wasn't surprising. I was expecting someone, one of those women to be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. But at the same time, I like that the villain, like. I don't know. I think sometimes it's interesting when villains just get defeated so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, just recently had that on Gotham, and that was an interesting twist. Yeah, there so too. this this was... I, I liked it. I, not, not that yeah. if they did that every week, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. But I feel like this was nice. It was funny. Yeah. It was just yeah. like one... I agree. I mean, because, like, I, the the actual, like, oh, Dottie being a double agent, I wasn't a huge, you know, I wasn't like, oh, big twist. But the fact that she took down the villain that I was expecting to cause all this mayhem... I thought that was kind of a fun twist. And, I, uh, you know, just as far as things go, I, I want to say that it, it's good that now we have another strong female on the show. So do you, you think know. she's a good agent or a bad agent? Well, she murdered this guy, right? Yeah, uh, but I mean, so... like, Agent Carter threw the guy out of the window. I'm guessing yeah. she assumed he had died. So Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and even if she was like, oh, I'm a cutthroat spy, she could still be a good spy technically. So, yeah, I know it's I mean, a good I, question. I mean, I think she's bad just because yeah. of the way... Like, she's so excited about that gun. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, this gun. 
So uh, I think she's bad, but if she's bad, like, who is she working for? Well, yeah, so that, I mean, that ties back into what I was saying at the beginning of the ep- podcast, where it's just like, I don't really know where anything's headed right now, and I don't really know, yeah, who, I don't even know who she could be working for, because the only really bad guys we've seen so far have all, like, died. And, uh, I mean, obviously that guy who's controlling the other end of the uh, typewriter is something bigger and maybe oh, I, I I like the ending that was yeah. the other thing I liked and I and I, what's the captain's name the... I, I think it's Dooley is it Dooley something like that like Rod... I actually I actually like his character yeah and that I think scene really... with him and the Nazi was pretty strong I think and I, I like him and I like Agent Thompson actually and yeah I don't know now that they killed off the other agent who was kind of just randomly there yeah. died last episode after that like I like the two of them yeah as I mean I don't know that I like them like, like well, as human I, beings but i think i like them as they're good characters no, that's now. What I, when yeah. i say i like them i mean yeah i like them as a character yeah. and i think they're interesting characters obviously i don't i'm not rooting for them and i don't mm. necessarily think so like yeah yeah no i i think this show has done a really strong job of in just four episodes giving everybody a little bit of something to make you understand them i feel like i know where people are coming from that is, you know, something that a lot of people struggle with. So I think that they're doing a really good job. This was a very strong characterization episode. How do you think about so much on uh, Howard Stark this week? We had uh, Jarvis have kind of a take a step back, more Howard Stark. So first, first of all, why was the blood relevant to this show? What do you mean exactly? Like why? Like why? Like I understand why he needed it, but. So I think the whole idea is so he wanted the blood because even if they cleared his name, the government would have held on to it. And he thinks that he can use it to make a lot of money slash cure diseases. And what does that have to do with the whole thing of, I don't know, I feel like. That, I think that was more of a character moment than a greater yeah, plot okay. device moment. That, that's, yeah. prob- that's what my question was. It was, well, it was a character moment. Yeah, well, because I was also kind of unclear. You, so you remember in the, in the first episode of the show, they like end the, the pilot. Jarvis is on the phone with Howard, and he's like, oh, I think that she's not going to suspect anything. Like, is this the the shoe dropping? Like, is this the big betrayal moment, or is there a bigger conspiracy happening? I mean, obviously, there's some sort of conspiracy with the whole, um, you know, all the Russians dying and everything in the during the war, and Howard being there. So we don't know exactly where it's all going. Um, but... I th- so you, you mean, like, in that first episode where Jarvis was talking on the phone? Yeah. I think this was it, and I'll tell you why I think that was that, because at the end when Jarvis was talking to Stark and was like, you know, I'm sick of, like, what did he say? How did he say it again? Uh, Like, I'm... Be like, I've I've been able to stomach sending packing a lot of people that you've mistreated, but hurting her basically is harder. So yeah, I agree with you that it felt like that was kind of the close to that opening thing in the pilot. And so, does that feel like a letdown to you? Do you think? I mean, I think I still think I have a as a pro, Peggy. That whole scene with Peggy sort of like a, being really angry at Howard, I thought was a really strong character moment between the two of them. But and especially when she like realizes, oh, I've been doing all this stuff, like betraying my government for him, and look at what he's like. You know, he's just like in it for himself. I thought that was strong. But... No, I definitely thought that was strong. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I personally like Howard Stark. Um, yeah. Like, I like his character. I think he's funny. And, yeah. I mean, he is a little bit selfish, but Tony Stark's selfish, too. Yeah. But, like, not in a bad way. I don't know. I can't explain it. They're they're selfish, but they also, they're selfish sometimes. <laughs> like, they, they have moments where they're really not selfish. And, 
I, I do think that for me, I prefer the Peggy and Jarvis interaction, that Howard was was good and everything, but I was missing more Jarvis in this episode. But, you know, Howard's still cool. I just really like Jarvis. Yeah, no, I love Jarvis's character, and he's a... And, and I love that he's not in a romantic relationship with Peggy Carter, and I think that makes it more... That yeah. makes it better. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then how did you feel? I didn't feel like I was missing Ack in this episode, but there really wasn't that much. Did, did that bother you at all? or mm, Not really. Yeah. It didn't I think... bother me, just because I feel like this was more of a mysterious episode yeah. rather than an action. I mean, we've gone so much action in like every other episode that it was fine, obviously. Yeah, I agree. But, and I am super, super intrigued of the like the super, like the large conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So do you think that Howard Stark is guilty of something, but not like selling the weapon, like selling the weapons? He's not guilty, but he's guilty of something else. Uh, yeah. Is that what we're gonna he's find either, out? He's either guilty, or he like knows a secret that like he's not allowed to tell anybody. That maybe some like a bigger person did something bad, and he's like sworn to secrecy or something. And do you think, and his whatever secret we find out, like I'm just curious, like is anything from this show gonna come out that's gonna affect like? another show or a movie i'd be pretty surprised if there wasn't something you know i can see something from this show affecting agents of shield yeah or something so i wonder like if this large conspiracy has something to do with maybe like in humans like i don't know yeah i wouldn't be super surprised if that vial of steve's blood somehow came into agents of shield like maybe they had kept it for a long time somebody finds a way to use it to do something or you know do you think I don't? Do you think it will come back in Agent Carter? Or do you think it was completely just for that one character moment? Um, I think he will. Yeah. Um, but I maybe not until the finale. Yeah, I am interested. I don't. I assume IMDb is just wrong, but it's it listed Howard Stark is only being in two episodes, which mm. would mean that he wouldn't be coming back, which seems really weird. No, I just think they're IMDb only knows as much as the yeah. public knows. They're not having like writers from. Yeah. You know, Marvel telling them. So whatever yeah. we know, they know. Okay. So I just think they don't know. Yeah. I kind of doubt this is going to be an eight-episode series. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's what they said. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's going to be something else. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know, like, is it going to be, like, a season two? Or is it going to be a Netflix thing? Or is it going to be, like, part of a movie? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Marvel is great at making everything into a big deal and i and i doubt this is just going to be like a little eight episode thing where we find out you know the end like this whatever the secret and then it's like oh cool you know series over like i highly doubt it's going to be that i don't think they would do that especially because so this is getting so much buzz yeah so i'm just like i don't know if it's going to be another season or if it's going to be like another spin-off i don't Mm. know now, if it came it. back, would you want, like, an eight-episode arc again, or would you want, like, a little bit longer, or... I, I'm i actually quite a fan of, like, smaller seasons, because yeah. that means that they have better substance. Yeah. I think, personally, I would want, from the show, three seasons of eight episodes each. Yeah, I think that would be good. Because I don't really think that there is more than three stories to tell. I mean, the thing is, she she creates S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah, that's and, true. So, like, I can see them going on to the point until she creates S.H.I.E.L.D., and then yeah. that's it. Well, and I the- also wonder... I, I, like, they can't get to the point where Howard Stark dies, right? Because I think that's, like, late, like, kind of semi-late. Well, because 
Tony Stark's alive, so yeah. they would have to have a kid Tony Stark. Cause I mean, he had to be alive. Yeah. So, how old is Tony Stark? I have a feeling we're gonna end up seeing stuff like Howard Stark's death, maybe an Ant Man, where we have like a little bit of an older, like maybe the seventies. Well, isn't Agent Carter supposed to be an Ant Man? Yeah, that's true. So, so, do you think something from this show is gonna lead to that movie? Because it would make sense. I could, yeah, timing. that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah, especially, I mean, there was also hints in Winter Soldier that Howard Stark died because of Hydra. So I can see a lot of things being seeded here, possibly. So this is what I love about Marvel, yeah. is that you have things like this. Yeah. These kind of questions. Yeah. And sort of going off what we've been talking about, do you want to read the one tweet we got this week? Yeah, I'm so excited we got a tweet. Yeah. Okay, so at BakerBarb13, Agent Carter is the best show on TV smart, addictive, no, sorry, TV, smart, addictive, brilliantly written, action-packed, we want a full series. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I do want multiple seasons. Yeah, definitely. But when you say full, I'm not sure what you mean by full. But like Dan said, I would love the eight episode, three seasons. Yeah. Where the show ends with some sort of a, I don't want to sound like cliche or cheesy, but mm-hmm. like, and then the shield was created. Yeah. Because isn't how isn't Stark also responsible for the creation of Shield? Yeah, I think he's involved. I also. Do you think it would be too soon to, like, have maybe at the end of Season 2 they create S.H.I.E.L.D. and then have a season of them with the beginnings of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or they could do that, too, possibly. I mean, I mean, if they really wanted, this show could go on for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Because they could do this, and then they could do, like, other things, and then before, like, the creation of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the last scene, and you know what else I can see them doing? Mm. Actually, like, the last scene of the show ever yeah. being Agent Carter, who's really old. yeah. And she finds out that Steve Rogers is alive. That's a really good point. Yeah, I could. See I could that. totally see them doing something where that's the ending. Yeah. Because we got it from Steve Rogers' perspective and Captain America too, but I could mm. see that totally from her perspective. Yeah. And actually, that would be a moment that I would really want to see. I think. Yeah. Because that, that would be, be such cool. an emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Thank you so much for the tweet. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Keep on tweeting, I and mean, we'll be reading your tweets. And if anyone listens, tweet us or send us an email and. Yeah. We'll read it all to you out loud. Yeah, you can contact us at superhero TV pod uh, on Twitter or smallscreenjustice at gmail.com. This is a small screen justice spin-off podcast. Small screen justice is our bigger podcast about all of superhero TV. We talk about Arrow, Flash, Agents of Shield, uh, Gotham, and many more to come. Thank you for listening. Please check us out there and please check us out on iTunes and have an awesome day. Have a Yeah, have an awesome day. (laughs) Bye, guys.